Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Esther chapter 2. We're continuing to learn about this story of Esther and Mordecai, part of the people of Israel who are still over in Susa, the citadel of the Persian Empire, the capital of the Persian Empire. They have not come over to Jerusalem yet with the other exiles who have been released. And this is in a time period just before King Artaxerxes Ashawaris is the king, and we're in chapter 2, verse 19. Now, when the virgins were gathered together a second time, Mordecai, that's Esther's cousin who's raised her and taking care of her and has given her over to the king's court, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Esther had not made known her kindred or her people as Mordecai commanded her, for Esther obeyed Mordecai just as when she was brought up by him. In those days, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Begthan and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs who guarded the threshold, became angry and sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. And this came to the knowledge of Mordecai, and he told it to Queen Esther, and Esther told it to the king in the name of Mordecai. When the affair was investigated and found to be so, the men were both hanged on the gallows, and it was recorded in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. few things about this. First of all, we're talking about the sovereignty of God throughout this book of Esther. That's one of the major themes. And I wonder if you believe, like I do, that God is sovereign over even the smallest details of our lives, everything that happens in our lives is at, at the very least approved by God. And here we see that the people of Israel eventually are going to be under the threat of extinction. We haven't got to that point in the story yet, but that is what's coming. And as a way to prevent that, God is raising up Esther to a place of prominence. And one of the ways that Esther becomes prominent is by earning capital, earning trust, earning goodwill with King Ahasuerus, with whom she is now the queen. And the way that that happens is through just this small circumstance where a couple of the king's men who are standing outside the gate near where Mordecai is, he happens to overhear this just randomly. I mean, think about this. They're talking about taking the king out and Mordecai overhears this. And he reports it to Esther, and Esther tells the king that these men of yours want to take you out. They're talking about it, and my cousin Mordecai heard it, and he told me, and I'm telling you to preserve your life. They investigate it. They find it to be true, and these guys are hanged on the gallows, or another interpretation of that would be impaled on a wooden beam or a stake. So obviously Mordecai and Esther are earning great will. They just saved the king's life. They foiled this plot to assassinate the king. And not to beat a dead horse, but a couple days ago, I talked about how Wikipedia says that the book of Esther is broadly understood to be fictional. Uh, This is actually recorded in the book of Chronicles, it says, in the presence of the king. So God is sovereign over where Mordecai is standing with proximity to the gate in, in Ahasuerus's men while they discuss this plot to assassinate him. Do you think God is sovereign over where you're at, at what time of the day, every day, and even more minute details of our lives like that? I I certainly do. Let's flip to chapter three. This story is going to get a little bit more interesting. 
So it looks like things are going great. And Esther and Mordecai are in a good spot with the king. But then this, after these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, and advanced him and set his throne above all the officials who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage. Then the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress the king's command? And when they spoke to him day after day, and he would not listen to them, they told Haman, in order to see whether Mordecai's words would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew." And when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage to him, Haman was filled with fury, but he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. So as they had made known to him the people of Mordecai, that is the Jews, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. So here comes Haman, this new character into the story, and he notices that Mordecai will not bow down to the king because Mordecai is a follower of the one true God. He only bows down to God. And this is the reason that Mordecai had commanded Esther not to tell the king or anybody that she was a Jew because he knew that there was going to be some anti-Semitic sentiment that would endanger her and him and the Jewish people. And that has certainly come to pass. This guy, Haman, has it out for Mordecai and Esther. But, but we've already seen that God is intricately involved in every detail down to where Haman is standing at a particular point on a particular day when two other people are having a specific conversation to take out the king. So even though this is starting to look bad, Haman, this guy who has elevated authority in the kingdom, wants to take out Mordecai, not just Mordecai, but all the people of Israel. This seems like really bad news. This seems like a significant threat, something that otherwise people would be very concerned about. But we've already seen that God is intricately involved in the details of our lives. And God is going to preserve the people with whom he has a covenant relationship. Friends, we can apply this to our day to day. If God is involved in every detail of our day, every detail of our lives, even when things are looking bad, even when you're facing a diagnosis. While I'm recording this conversation, I got a call from my friend, Nate, who's fighting cancer right now. I ignored the call so I could finish the recording. Looks like a bad day for him. Actually, it's looking good. His treatment's going well. But the point is you can have bad days. You can face challenging episodes. The, the Jews face extinction at the hand of Haman. But God is involved in the details and God has a great purpose. Those of us who have a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, we're part of God's family. We are forgiven of our sin. We're made righteous through our faith in Christ. We stand holy and blameless before God as his covenant sons and daughters. And it is going to end well for us. If not in this life, then in the next. And you can be assured of that. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. 
And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.